Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, September 7th, 5.28 a.m. Central Time. Mixed trade in the grain markets this morning. December corn futures up a quarter cent at 4.86. November soybeans down six and a half at 13.69 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat unchanged at 6.09. December Kansas City wheat down two and a quarter at 7.47 and a quarter. December spring wheat up two and three quarters at 7.85 and a quarter. We've got a USDA report next week. Why don't we start there? Yep. So USDA will release its monthly crop production and WASD reports on Tuesday. The U.S. corn and soybean production estimates are the big ticket items in the reports. We're likely to see a wide range of guesses in regard to both crops ahead of the release. Some groups have recently issued estimates that are near or above the USDA's August crop estimates. The trade will also be on the lookout for changes to the demand side of the U.S. balance sheet in addition to global items. Okay, so <clears throat> the average trade guess for the corn yield ahead of Tuesday's report, this is from the Reuters poll, is 173.5, which would be down from 175.1 last month. Soybean, same thing, you're looking for a cut. 50.2 is the average trade guess for the U.S. soybean yield versus 50.9 last month. Um, the range of estimates in the Reuters poll for corn, as an example, were uh, 171.5 up to 175. So like nobody's looking for an increase except um, Informa was out with their survey results this week. And uh, it was Sparks, then it was Informa, then it was IHS Market, now it's S&P Global. There might've been another one in there, but it's the same survey. And they've got the corn yield at 177 and a half, uh, which is up you know, two and a half bushels from USDA's most recent estimate. They've got beans at 51. Uh, that group also talking an increase to U.S. corn acres as a result of the, uh, or amid the FSA acreage data that was released um, in August. So there's a lot of things that are going on here. We're going to do something today that I don't normally do on YouTube or in the podcast. Let's look at the corn balance sheet and run some examples here. I can already hear Mackenzie, the cries of manipulation next week. Uh, when we do our social media videos, what's the, what's the hottest topic that we hear about? It's manipulation. Everything is manipulated. <laughs> USDA is manipulating the corn price. They're manipulating the balance sheets. Let's show you how this uh, manipulation, in quotes, uh, may very well work next week. So your corn yield right now, and, and this balance sheet's going to move when I change things. If you guys are watching on YouTube, if you're listening, I'll explain the best I can. We're going to slow down here just for a second. So let's say they drop this yield down to 173.5 as the trade expects, right? 173.5. Okay, look at what that's going to do to the carryout. Your carryout right now, before I make that change, is 2.203. Go down to 173.5. Okay, now you're down, down below 2.1, right? A little bit more friendly. Here's the problem, and this is what USDA very very well may do next week. This export number on this balance sheet sticks out like a sore thumb. USDA is estimating that corn exports out of the United States year over year are going to increase 425 million bushels versus last year. Yet the book of sales is down 15% versus the same period last year. So uh, based on what we know very, very early, this export number is overstated. USDA's methodology this early in the year is that if they make a supply cut, which would be a lower yield, they're going to make a demand cut too. Um, so say they chop 50 million off exports. They go down to 2 billion even. Okay, now your carryouts 
back to above 2.1, even with the yield cut. Say they take 100 million off and they go down to 1.95. Now you're back to a 2.16, which is back to you know pretty ugly looking territory. Say you punch in this past year, um, the, the export number that we did in this marketing year that just ended, it was 1.625. That spits you out like some really, really ugly stuff. And in that instant, that's not gonna happen. But just to give you an example of what could happen in the future, um, it's it's really tough to paint a bullish picture when it comes to the balance sheets. So I can hear it already. You know, USDA cuts the yield. Let's say, let's be generous with the yield cut and say they go down to 172, but then they cut exports and they go down to like, I don't know, 1.9. These are not predictions, guys. This is just what, this is just some food for thought example type stuff. You're still going to be left with a bad taste in your mouth if that's the situation because they cut demand and the demand cut would be absolutely 100% warranted if they were to make a, a cut of that magnitude. Um, so you could very easily see um, a situation on Tuesday next week where the yield is cut and the carryout stays the same. And you're going to hear cries of market manipulation. And the fact of the matter is that's just that's not what this is. This is USDA's. They're playing their normal. Uh, it's not a game. It's just they're using their normal methods this early in the marketing year. Everything we know about corn exports right now in particular, the export number in particular, says that they're overstated by a drastic margin. So if they cut the yield and the carryouts unchanged, don't be shocked, guys. Don't be surprised by it. So Brazilian corn production will reach record levels. CONAB, which is Brazil's USDA, released its monthly crop report yesterday. The country's corn crop was pegged at 131.8 million metric tons, up from the previous estimate of 129.9 million metric tons. In related news, Brazilian grain group ANEC estimates that the country will export 9.67 million metric tons of corn this month, compared to just 6.8 million metric tons the same month last year. Brazil is set to surpass the U.S. as the largest global corn exporter this year, thanks to a pricing advantage and geopolitical issues. Brazil's soybean production is also expected to reach a record high this year at 154.6 million metric tons. Okay, so two things that stick out to me. Conab went up with their production estimate, but they're still below USDA. USDA is at 135 and Conab's at 131.8. Um, second thing would be that 9.67 um, corn exports, that would be a record high for any month. It was only six and change, same month last year. So if you're looking for a reason uh, why are U.S. corn exports soft, it's because Brazil is exporting you know, 50% more than they did um, a year ago, and they've got a big crop. So that's that's part of our problem here. So if you guys are not subscribed to our premium content, you need to check it out. Joe, can you tell me about the video you put together with Matt Bennett yesterday? Matt was on with me yesterday. We discussed a number of things. The title of the video was the biggest bull market start with, and, and the, the ending phrase to this uh, old adage that somebody told me very early in my career, the biggest bull markets start with the biggest carryouts or biggest carryout projections. Uh, we went through one really great example of of that in, in recent memory. Uh, we also discussed some things going on in the cash market. There's still some good basis bids out there that can be uh, taken advantage of. Talked about farmer sentiment a little bit. A lot of people uh, would like to be bullish the market, are bullish the market because of crop prospects, but there are some other things to consider as well. If you guys wanna see the premium stuff, we do a new video every single business day. If you sign up this morning, I'll forward you a copy of the um, 
email, which includes the six most recent premium videos, all the headlines, charts, graphics. We actually, um, we also at the bottom of our email every day, we track all of our grain marketing. So everything we've advised for corn, soybeans, and wheat, uh, we track by crop, by crop year, by percentage, uh, weighted averages, uh, what we've advised in terms of cash sales. If you guys want to see the premium stuff again, go to standardgrain.com this morning, sign up $50 per month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, guys. Piece of cake. Heavy rains may have damaged Brazil's wheat crop. Trade chatter suggested that yesterday's wheat rally may have been related to potential crop damage in Brazil. Key winter wheat areas of southern Brazil were hit with excessive rains over the last week. A good chunk of Brazil's southernmost state saw more than seven inches of rain in the period from August 30th through yesterday. So that uh, southernmost state, Rio Grande do Sul, that's 39% of wheat production in Brazil. I don't know if I buy this story. Maybe people are just looking for a reason why wheat was up yesterday. Uh, Brazil is projected to produce 10.3 million metric tons of wheat. That's 1.2% of global production. They're not a big player in terms of wheat. Yet I heard uh, from several people that maybe this had something to do with yesterday's wheat rally. If it did, it, it's a bad reason to bid up wheat because it's just not... Brazil's just not the player in wheat or anywhere close to it that they are in corn or soybeans. But uh, in any case, something worth watching, I suppose. Ethanol's role in sustainable aviation fuel is now delayed. The Biden administration will wait until December to decide if ethanol will qualify for subsidies when used in SAF. Producers of ethanol believe the industry's future relies on, on its inclusion in SAF production. Environmentalists, however, claim that clearing land to grow crops for fuel is counterproductive to reducing global warming. Uh, they favor the use of cooking oil and animal fat instead. A decision was origi originally expected here this month. We're not clearing any land for corn or soybean production. If we're clearing land, it's like to put up new dollar generals and Walmarts and stuff and, and you know, housing developments. Um, in any case, we were looking for some sort of guidance from the Treasury Department this month. And now it looks like it's not going to happen until December. You've got billions of dollars in subsidies hanging in the balance here. So, of course, uh, we hope that this goes the way of the uh, ethanol producer, not the environmental groups. Most EU countries oppose a ban on Ukrainian grain. In May, the EU allowed Poland, Hungary, Romania, Bulgaria, and Slovakia to ban Ukrainian grain from their markets. The ban is set to expire on September 15th, but the five countries are requesting an extension until at least the end of the year. The majority of EU countries, however, oppose the extension and have proposed alternative measures. If the ban is extended, Ukraine has threatened to take the EU or the individual countries to the World Trade Organization. The countries, the countries um, and the farmers in the countries are two different things, probably, because I know that the farmers in these countries are not happy about this Ukrainian grain kind of flooding their markets. In any case, the, the markets um, in general, corn futures, soybean futures, wheat futures, whatever, they just don't seem to care uh, very much at all about this Ukraine stuff anymore. You're going to need to see a bigger escalation, 
something's really going to need to change for that to be a market mover. Cattle had a good day yesterday. They sure did. Feeders were up anywhere from a buck 60 to 217. Live cattle gained anywhere from 75 cents all the way up to 275. Choice box beef uh, end of the day at 313.57. That was down a buck 91. Select was also down. End of the day at 287.61, down a buck 93. Uh, outside markets this morning, US dollars fractionally higher. Stocks are mixed, bonds are flat, crude oil is down 51 cents at 8703 in the October WTI. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk to you Friday.